Welcome to Let's Talk About Health podcast, where we promote healthy habits and empower individuals and families to live their best life. I'm your host, Dr. Chandra Basil. This is Let's Talk About Health podcast episode number seven. You can't live without it. Just breathe. First of all, welcome back. I've been on a little hiatus from the podcast because I needed some time to prioritize, spend time with my family, and honestly, to just take a little break from the craziness that was 2020. I've missed this, and I'm so excited to be back. Also, I have some exciting news to share today, so make sure you listen to the end. You don't want to miss it. I've created this podcast to provide health tips and education and to discuss important and relevant topics. As an osteopathic physician, I fully believe in a holistic approach to health, meaning I believe in treating the body as a whole, one unit that is intimately interconnected to its many parts. The human body is capable of self-regulation, self-healing, and maintaining health if given the things it needs to function properly. Today, I'm resuming the current series called You Can't Live Without It, talking about the five human organs that you can't live without. Literally, if these organs stop functioning, you will die. So it's really important that we take good care of them because they're not easy to replace. In the first episode, I talked about the heart, but today's episode is all about the lungs. Disclaimer, the content in this podcast is not intended to be a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your doctor or qualified health provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition. When a baby is born, we all wait anxiously to hear it cry. Why? Because that's the first sign of life after birth. Once we hear that cry, all is well in the world. Just like the heart, our lungs, which allow us to breathe, are vital organs that we can't live without. Without the ability to breathe, your body will die. So this episode, we're going to talk about how our lungs work and how to take good care of them. First, we'll talk about some basic anatomy and how the lungs help us to breathe. Then we'll talk about things you can do or stop doing that will help keep your lungs strong and healthy for many years to come. As mentioned in the previous episode, the body is made up of 12 organ systems. The lungs are the major component of the respiratory system, which also includes the airways, blood vessels, and muscles that work together to help us breathe. Most people think of the lungs as providing the body with oxygen, which is true, but this is not necessarily its most important job. They also help us to remove carbon dioxide and other waste and gases from our body. The anatomy of the lungs is pretty complex, but we'll try to stick with the basics today. The lungs are like two big sponges that are encased in a membranous sac called the pleura, which separates them from other organs in the body. The rib cage surrounds the lungs to provide a layer of protection. When you breathe in or inhale, you use the diaphragm and the muscles within your rib cage. These muscles tighten and the diaphragm flattens to allow air to fill your lungs. Your body gets oxygen, which it needs for a lot of different functions, when you inhale the air through your nose and mouth. The mucous membranes in your nose and mouth then warm and moisten the air to bring it to the proper temperature. These membranes also trap things like dirt and dust so that they don't get stuck in your lungs. The air then passes into your throat and into the trachea, also known as the windpipe. The trachea then branches like a tree into what are called bronchi and bronchioles until they get smaller and smaller before becoming alveoli. 
Alveoli are tiny little air sacs attached to the branches like little balloons, although they look more like clusters of grapes. There are approximately 300 million alveoli in the lungs that are surrounded by tiny little blood vessels. The oxygen moves from the alveoli into the blood vessels and is then carried to the rest of the body. When the oxygen gets dropped off at the tissues in the body, all of the waste, like CO2 or carbon dioxide, are picked up and transported back to the alveoli in the lungs to be removed. Then when you breathe out or exhale, the muscles of the respiratory system relax and squeeze the air out of your lungs and the waste is then released out into the air. Did you know that you breathe in and out 13 times per minute on average? In addition, humans exhale up to 17.5 milliliters of water per hour and 70% of the waste in the body is eliminated through breathing. Another fun fact about the lungs is that they can float on water. No other human organ is capable of floating on water. Not that I really want to try that out or anything. I just find it interesting. So now that you know the basics of how the lungs work, let's talk about how to take care of them. Whether you're in perfect health or you have a lung condition, there are many things you can do to protect your lungs. Your body has many natural defenses to keep dirt and germs at bay, but there are some important things that you can do to keep your lungs healthy. Here are three important ones. Number one, exercise. Just like exercise makes muscles stronger, it also makes your lungs stronger. When you're active, your lungs work harder to supply oxygen to your muscles. Physical activity helps your body be more efficient at getting oxygen and transporting it. This is why you get less short of breath when you're more in shape. National guidelines recommend that all adults get 30 minutes of moderate physical activity five times per week. That doesn't mean you have to go to the gym or be in some special training. This includes things like brisk walking, bicycling, sometimes even gardening and vigorous house cleaning. It just has to be something that gets you moving and gets your heart rate up. You can also consider breathing exercises, such as pursed lip breathing and belly breathing, which are commonly used in pulmonary rehab for patients with asthma and COPD. The second important thing you can do is stay up to date on vaccinations. There are vaccines for some of the most common respiratory infections and diseases, such as influenza, pneumonia, pertussis, and now COVID-19. We're not going to get into the nitty gritty details of these vaccines today, We'll save that for another day. But for the people that have lung disease, these vaccines are highly recommended. Influenza, pneumonia, and pertussis vaccines are part of our normal childhood vaccinations and also are repeated in adulthood to boost and maintain protection. The infections can be deadly, which is why these vaccines can be so important. There are also some respiratory infections that we don't have vaccines for, such as RSV or respiratory syncytial virus and the common cold. This is why despite having vaccines, we should always wash our hands frequently and avoid sharing food, drinks, etc., with other people because this can spread germs and lead to infection. And then third, we're gonna talk about some things that you should avoid to prevent lung disease and keep your lungs healthy. Tobacco, although harmful consequences are pretty well known, such as cancer and COPD, it is still one of the leading causes of preventable death and disease in the United States. In the U.S., close to half a million people die from tobacco-related diseases and thousands more experience chronic health issues as a result. 
Cigarette smoke contains more than 7,000 chemicals that can be toxic to our body. It not only affects the person smoking, but also those who breathe it in secondhand, especially children. It can even affect unborn babies. It also contains nicotine, which is a highly addictive substance and is the reason that many people find it very difficult to quit smoking. But there are a lot of treatment options to help you quit smoking, so see the show notes below for more information. Electronic cigarettes are also becoming increasingly common and dangerous and are most commonly used by kids. 5,700 kids start smoking or vaping every day. Let that one sink in. You should also consider air pollution. Major sources of pollution are all around us, especially in larger cities and in the valleys. These pollutants can come from power plants, manufacturing facilities, vehicles, etc., The Clean Air Act was put into place to try and limit these pollutants to improve our air quality, but there's still a lot of work to be done. There are also indoor air hazards such as radon, which is the second leading cause of lung cancer. Nearly 1 in 15 homes in the United States has unsafe radon levels. These levels can be detected and reduced in several ways. And then there's obesity, which is a national epidemic. Maybe not one you thought was going to make the list today but approximately 90 million adults and 13 million children in the United States are obese. Did you know that obesity can affect your lungs, among, of course, many other organ systems? Obesity is a risk factor for the development of asthma and often requires more medications and worse symptoms than those at a healthier weight. It can also cause obstructive sleep apnea, which causes you to stop breathing briefly while you're sleeping, and this reduces the amount of oxygen to the brain and causes the heart to work harder, which untreated can lead to other serious health problems such as high blood pressure, heart disease, and even stroke. Now let's briefly talk about some warning signs of lung problems. Sometimes people think that difficulty breathing is just part of getting older. Although it is true that our lungs get older and maybe aren't able to do all the things they could do at age 15, that doesn't mean shortness of breath is a normal symptom. It is important to pay attention to things like shortness of breath, cough, wheezing, waking up, having trouble catching your breath. So let's talk about some of the symptoms that should prompt you to discuss things further with your doctor. I'm going to talk about five symptoms that you should be looking for as warning signs, but there are definitely more that should prompt you as well. The first one is a chronic cough. If a cough persists longer than eight weeks, it is considered to be chronic and should be further evaluated. The second symptom, shortness of breath. Sometimes it's normal to get short of breath while you're exercising or doing some sort of vigorous activity, but if it doesn't go away with rest or if it occurs with just minimal activity, this is a warning sign. Chest tightness, chest pains, labored breathing or difficulty breathing, or even feeling like it's hard to breathe out air are all signs that you should be evaluated. Third, chronic mucus production. Mucus or phlegm is produced as a normal defense by our bodies and our airways to protect against infection or irritants. But if you're coughing up mucus, especially a lot of it or an increased amount, and or it's lasting for longer than a month, you should definitely have it looked at because this could indicate a problem with your lungs. Fourth, wheezing. Noisy breathing or wheezing is a sign of blockage or narrowing in your airway and should definitely be evaluated by a doctor. And then the fifth one is chronic chest pain. So unexplained chest pain, especially with breathing or coughing, could indicate a lung problem and is a warning sign. This also could be related to the heart and should immediately be evaluated as we discussed in the last episode. 
If you or someone you know are having any of the symptoms I just mentioned, please see a doctor. I hope you've learned something new today. I also hope this helps you identify areas in your life that can improve to keep your lungs healthy and prevent lung disease. Remember, if you want to be proactive and staying healthy, you should check in with your doctor at least once a year. Be sure to stay tuned for our next episode where we'll be talking about the kidneys. Now for an exciting announcement. If you haven't already heard, my practice website has finally launched. I would love for you to check it out at basilfamilymedicine.com. The link will be included in the show notes below. My direct primary care family medicine clinic will be opening in the fall of 2021, and I couldn't be more excited. If you are local to Chillicothe or Columbus, Ohio, and need a family doctor or are looking for high-quality health care, you can now join the wait list. I'll be sharing more on this soon, but that's all for today. Thanks for listening to Let's Talk About Health. If you like the show, please subscribe. And if you want to learn more or are interested in the resources mentioned in today's show, check out the links below. Be sure to like my page on Facebook and follow me on Instagram to join the conversation. I'd love to hear your feedback, so please leave a review on iTunes. Until next time, stay safe and stay healthy.